special bonus episode, which is purely for um, if you do the trip that you'll have listened to four episodes of now. Uh, this is just a bit of a summary of where to get fuel and where's we and a few other bits and pieces, I would say. Yes. Special edition. <laughs> so I think we're going to start as if you're coming up from Toronto or that whole... Southern Ontario. There you go, that area. Um, and I think one of the things to start with is there are um, a few gas stations that are cheaper because they're on the reserves, is that right? That is correct. And another reason I'll mention why we're mentioning it is because there's a bit of a section where there are not so many gas stations or they can be few and far between or if it was like late at night they could be closed we have uh there was one trip coming up where i think we literally rolled in neutral (laughs) into one gas station on fumes so um we just thought we'd mention uh, kind of our routine for fueling up, which I think is pretty good. Yeah, and that native gas station you're going to mention is 24-7 as well. Um, which one? The one that we filled up at on the way up here. Right, which I think was a new thing that it was uh, open 24 hours. There was yeah. like a whole separate pump. Um, so the, this first fuel station that we're speaking about is... As Jamie said, if you were heading north from southern Ontario, um, we usually try and go past Point of Barrow and we make it to this Fuel Gen 7. Uh, I think it's technically called Gen 7 Fuel French River, but it is quite a bit um, south of French River. It is between Brit and Cranberry. Basically, if you see Grundy Lake, you've gone past it, you've gone too far. So that that's a pretty good one to stop at with decent facilities. And like Jamie said, there is now a fuel pump there that looks like it's open 24 hours. So that is stop number one. Um, stop number two, if you're up, if you're interested in a little bit more of a touristy take a break stop I would recommend stopping uh, in Espanola there you'll come to a traffic light there it's pretty easy to to turn off and uh, there's I think a Tim Hortons and and all of those fast food joints but there's also a nice trading post and it's got a pretty pretty good sized gift shop with a lot of stuff in it uh, so if you feel like a little browse or shopping, um, yeah, there's quite a bit to look at in there, as well as ice cream. And just on a side note, if you're visiting from another country, say you were visiting from England and you've never been to Ontario before, and you happen to find yourself on a mission to Sault Ste. Marie to ride the trails in Hiawatha, the, um, some of the countryside is a, is a much, much bigger version of uh, places like the Lake District in England. And one of the things that is quite fascinating from the car is all the little kind of 
towns you go through and old abandoned cars and boats, and boats and <laughs> trailers. I guess it's like England was 30 or 40 years ago. It's not something you tend to see these days. So um, it's quite a little magical mystery tour the first time you do it. So. Definitely. Sorry, little side note. No, there, that was excellent. Thank you for sharing that. Shall I carry on with you the... You can, yeah. We generally, not often do we stop in Espanola. We usually push all the way to Massey because as we have mentioned before, we love the convenience store there for a solid cone. A nice big cone for a nice small price. Pretty decent selection. And uh, however, we will mention no washroom facilities there at the convenience store. Um, however, if you pop on over to next door, the coffee shop right beside the convenience store, uh, you may get coffee and there are facilities and some lovely ladies that work there. Um, however, I think we should mention that their hours of operation can be also few and far between. Variable out of season, I think. Yes. Uh, so you might want to just double check if they're open or not. And I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but we have mentioned it in previous episodes. I might put a link in the description. It's a little bakery as well, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, I think it's a mother and daughter who own it, and yeah. they're, they're very lovely people. Um, so yeah, go check them out. I think you can even buy some local coffee beans there locally roasted coffee beans yeah um so those are our kind of we don't stop too often too many times we like to kind of just push on um but so i think that's all i'm gonna mention for stops on the way up so i think the other thing we just wanted to then cover is if you're staying in the sioux saint marie area and you're riding following a kind of rough plan that we've outlined over these few episodes, then um, you're probably going to want to go out maybe at least one evening, if not all of the evenings, and we just thought we'd give a quick roundup of some of the options for both the evening and lunchtime, actually. Yes, you are correct. So where did we go on our first night, Jamie? At Two Fingers Peace Place. Oh yeah. <laughs> My friend has a tattoo of that. Um, yeah, we went to a tapas bar called Peace, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, I think it's relatively new to the Sioux. I'm not sure when they opened, but it hasn't been there forever. And uh, I think it stands out in the town as something different. Um, definitely. I know you call them cities over here, but Sioux St. Marie seems too small to be a city to me. Um, <laughs> Also, cities in England have to have a cathedral, but anyway, otherwise they're a town. Huh. So I know. Um, which means you get St. David's City down in uh, South Wales that's got a population of about 200 people, but has a cathedral. 
Therefore, it is a city. Therefore, it's part of the city, which is bizarre. Excellent. Anyway, there's a bit of useless information for you. I, no, I like this useless information. So, yeah, I think Suze Marie has a number of places where you can get food that are fine, but uh, this peace place, if you were there and you kind of wanted something a bit more fancy or was celebrating a special occasion, um, could be a good place to go. It's, it's, I guess it's Toronto prices and excellent service, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and on reflection, after being in a few places up there, I think it's a pretty good experience, to be honest. Yeah, it's a fairly nice atmosphere. Uh, like, it's definitely, you know, lively and kind of hip and happening. The only thing I would say is um, if you've been riding all day and you're hungry, then. Um, it is tapas, which um, you may need to order a few more dishes than you expect. Yes. Um, not the type of place I would go dead starving after a monster truck ride. No. Um, yeah, definitely a little bit fancier and treat-like. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so... Yeah, so that's that place. Um, I will just hold on and say one more thing about peace. And that is, um, if you're, also if you're, you know, trying to have, like, carry a conversation amongst a few people, it's, the ceilings are quite high. Uh, like I said, it's a lovely space, but a little bit difficult to kind of hear with yeah. the acoustics in that room. Like, you're shouting a little bit. Yeah, it's... Yeah, that's true. Um, and the music, I don't know, the music seemed a bit loud. I, I don't even think it was too loud. I think it's just generally the the shape of the room or the space that kind of things bounce and echo around. So, just if that's important to anyone and or if you're after a little bit of a quieter experience... Um, no, it's a little bit more bustling and, um, yeah, just lively. Yeah, I would agree. So, I think that's it from me on that one, I think. Yeah. Um, and then we went to uh, an Italian restaurant another night. Called Ar Arturo's, um, which has been in the Sioux for quite a long time now, and I think has been... Um, passed on to the sons uh, now run it whereas the father opened it and yeah it's been it's been a staple of the Sioux for quite quite some time I think if you need to carb load it's probably a good place to go um, the yeah good sized portions it was a good atmosphere you could hear yourself speak um, yeah nothing to criticize that place really I think it's a good no, kind of down to earth Italian two different um, atmospheres, I would say. This one uh, was definitely a little bit quieter and, I don't know, sort of more, I don't want to say intimate, but uh, just kind of quieter. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think, just as a side note, both of them you probably should pre-book, to be honest. Oh, good, good, uh, good point in mentioning that. Especially if it's a weekend. Um, so yes, yeah. you 
might want to make a reservation ahead of time. Because we did hear people that were struggling to get in. Yeah. Um, we tend to go on the earlier side. I think that helps, just as a side note. Right. Um, and then we also went to a kind of more of a traditional kind of pizza place, I guess.
maybe that's not the best way to put it. I am not certain if Ernie's is a dinner place. It might just be a lunch place. Into the afternoon of it, maybe. Yes. But I think that there is some neat creativity coming out of the kitchen there. I think there is a rotating menu or like they're very often have multiple specials that are you know just happening that day or that week so things are you know they're changing it up there and just for my because i've only been once but it's a traditional diner right is that what it is yes it is very classic old school diner in sault ste marie so the interior is probably dating back to the 70s maybe yes or earlier even i would say so which is pretty cool to see um I would say. And then also just on the hours thing, I think they're closed Sunday and Monday regardless. And then it's lunch times and then check. And I, what I don't know is whether they change their hours in the seasons or not, depending on if it's summer or... You are right. Autumn, I don't know. So I think Ernie's is also very famous for their pie. In fact, I think they've even been on, um, on some television shows. Right. I know, they're world famous um so yeah it was unfortunate we didn't get uh didn't get to enjoy any chow at ernie's this time around but we have been a number of times and it is i would say probably our favorite favorite spot to eat out in sault st marie yeah in terms of everything ambiance food just all around um, okay, so other places that we'd like to mention, we'd like to move on to ice cream now. Um, so again, we must warn you of seasonality. Is that a word? Seasonality? Yeah, I think so. Seasonalness. No, seasonality. Seasonality. Correct. Okay. Um, because we just made it in on the very last day before closing for the entire duration of winter at the local Log City Dairy Holy Cow Ice Cream Parlor, which is one of our favorite spots to, to go for a cone. It's, I would say, very reasonably priced and very generously scooped. Yeah, I would agree, as long as you don't get one of the student boys that I got last time we were up, but yeah, generally it's pretty good. Um, huge selection of flavors, um, like I do mean huge, I don't know, upwards of 30? All made there as well. And, you know, it's got just a, um, it is quite a nice experience, you know, it's got a nice checkered floor in the parlor there just some bright bright cherry colors and uh, as far as you know places to sit you cannot sit inside so at this time of year when it's getting a bit cooler out we definitely favored going for an afternoon cone as opposed to an evening cone because yes you must sit outside but there's some nice spots to sit outside there's some chairs on the sort of front veranda some picnic tables out on the lawn. I think there's even a gazebo on one side of the parking lot. Um, 
So do bring a sweater or blanket or scarf if it is uh, in the cooler months of the year. And um, I think they did tell us that they'd be reopening at the end of May? Yeah, mid, mid, mid-May. Mid-May? Depending on the weather into, uh, I guess, yeah, mid-May to September. So. so, that's one of our favorites. And very close to the urban trails at the bottom of Finn Hill. So that, a ride there and a cone afterwards is a good move. I'm not far from Hiawatha either. And not far from Hiawatha. Uh, another one of our favorite ice cream places is the Gelato Mill. So for me, I'd say this is a better experience, personally. I like that area because it's quite old and historic. I do think that one of the things with Holy Cow is this roads going by as though if you do sit outside it can be quite noisy with traffic and stuff. Yeah, it's a fairly busy road. Whereas the gelato mill, which is where the old paper mill used to be, um, is a bit more peaceful because it's kind of backing onto the locks, isn't it? Yeah, it's right down at the canal there. In the proper historical oldest part of Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah, it's, it's quite a nice location and they have quite... Quite a nice little setup out front there with some picnic tables and umbrellas, um, chairs and tables. Uh, you're right, it's much more peaceful down there. You're quite tucked away from any roads. But if you find yourself there and you wander through the building a little bit, there's some old uh, photographs of the paper mill in its heyday, sort of back in the, well, pre going to say 50s but it's earlier than that some of the pictures but um, it's a cool spot they've done well it's, I guess it was an old goods yard and they used to store wood there and then create paper from the wood and I think it's they've done a good job of restoring it it's now quite a cool little place there's some interesting shops there's the train that goes off to see the colours yep there's the Agua Canyon train uh, that departs from another building in that area um, there's a tourist office there there's, there's, it's a good place to poke about and get a good orientation of Sault Ste. Marie I would say yeah and I do believe that they within that same building they have the boiler room um, which is another restaurant there's I think two restaurants in there one does pizza and one is I don't know if it's more of a steak uh, joint. Yeah, it sounds like it's like a bar, a grill bar or something. And I think that they also host, um, there's a venue for hosting events, whether it's like a wedding or anything you want to do and rent out the space. Um, there's also in the building next door, my parents have gone to a couple of music concerts up in some kind of loft, which sounds like a really delightful room and experience. Uh, we unfortunately did not get to enjoy any of that. I don't think there was anything happening this weekend, but I would say um, if you're going, you might want to keep an eye on if there's any music happening up in that loft. It could be quite cool. Yeah. And I will mention about the gelato mill. Um, also very reasonably priced. And the gal that has been there for a number of years scooping ice cream. She is 
very delightful and is a great scooper. She knows how to pack the bottom of the cone, not just whack it on top. Uh, I appreciate that. And the gelato, I do believe, is made in-house. And this time they even had a few buckets of other regular ice cream flavors as well, which I did not remember from previous years. I know it's a coffee shop as well, so they also have a little Starbucks franchise, I think, so you can get here. Yeah, get a decent cup of coffee. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Whatever your Starbucks choice is, you can get it there. I will also recommend, too, as you are down there at the canal, that is one of my favorite places to go for uh, a walk and, a, and, and, and explore, is if you cross over the, the bridge at the locks, you are then on Whitefish Island, and uh, really nice and peaceful out there. I, we always go to feed the chickadees. <laughs> so, not to be missed. Um... I thought we could also just touch on the classic water tower inn of Sault Ste. Marie. This is a hotel and uh, yeah, or pool facility. I don't know what the proper name for it is. So I think in years past you could go, oh it's called Club Cabana. <laughs> the pools and sauna area there. In years past, I do believe you could have gone to just go to Club Cabana. Um, so we wanted to do that this time around and unfortunately we learned that they no longer do a day pass. You must be um, either have a membership or be a hotel guest in order to access Club Cabana which was a bit of a drag because they do have a nice little circuit there with an outdoor hot tub and a couple of indoor pools and a sauna, I believe. They just want to keep the riffraff out. I guess so, us in particular. Um, but if that is somewhere that, uh, if you're looking for accommodation and you want all of that, um, you know, hot this. tub experience, and that's, I think, one of your only choices. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame. I, I don't think there's much, uh, there's not anything else either by the look of it. So, um, yeah, I guess if you're not staying at that hotel, then you're making your own arrangements. Although, I didn't do a lot of research because your parents live there, but I wonder if any of the uh, Airbnbs have hot tubs or whatever. Oh, I'm sure area. that you they could. Probably do, being a big ski area. Sure that you could find an Airbnb with a hot tub, but but yeah, that was a bit of a shame. Um, but you know, they're doing what they're doing. I guess the old water's out. Yeah. Well, we were looking forward to that at the after four days riding on the hop. Um, that would have been a nice way to a nice treat before getting back into the car for a long haul drive again. Um, but I'll be doing my own spa when I get in. <laughs>
at the Gen 7 in Rankin. Um, if you just cross cross over the train tracks and run parallel to the highway traveling east, you will find a couple of gas stations there and uh, save yourself a few bucks before heading out on the old 17 East, if that is the direction you are going. I'm thinking of starting a campaign and probably the only person who would be on it, but um, when you drive from Sault Ste. Marie to Toronto or the other way around, it doesn't matter, you see a railway line that crisscrosses all the way, which uh, your mum remembers this, but way back there was a railway line that ran from Sault Ste. Marie to Toronto and probably further north as well. And I think they should bring back passenger trains because it would be so easy to get on the train in Toronto with your mountain bikes like we do in England and travel to Sault Ste. Marie right with your parents. And then Not to mention it would be trails. gorgeous too. It would be. But it would be stunning. How easy would that be? You know? It um, would be really delightful. And I did also want to mention something that if you are flying to the zoo to do this trip and you're missing out on the Sudbury part, just be careful because Air Canada are pretty good with bikes and not really much fuss generally. Um, sometimes you have to pre-book but they seem to be pretty good. You really have to double check with Porter because I've heard of a couple of people who have tried to fly with bikes with Porter where they've been told it's fine and then they've turned up at the airport and they're like no you can't put it in on this flight and then the flight's turned up three days later and it's in a single weekend uh, you could be coming back before you get there so and i and i don't think there's any bike hire in the suit of any kind of uh decent rigs for riding places like hiawatha and stuff all righty that's it well until next time get lost <laughs>